welcome to Farm Focus, a podcast by Pennsylvania Farm Bureau. My name is Taylor Zahn, and today I spoke with Caitlin Swope with the Northeast Beef Promotion Initiative. Caitlin is a Director of Consumer Affairs and has an interesting job that allows her to live her mission of supporting beef each and every day. Welcome to the Farm Focus Podcast. Joining us this week is Caitlin Swope with the Northeast Beef Promotion Initiative. To start off here, Caitlin, would you share with us a little bit about you and what the Northeast Beef Promotion Initiative is? Sure, thanks so much for having us today, Taylor. Um, As you mentioned, my name is Caitlin Swope. I serve as the Director of Consumer Affairs with the Northeast Beef Promotion Initiative. So a little background on our program. We are subcontractors to the National Beef Checkoff, and really our mission is to extend that nationally developed um, beef messaging and content into the heavily populated Northeast region that extends Maine to Virginia. Wow, that's a lot of land you cover. Yes, so matter of fact, to kind of put it in perspective another way, um, the Northeast is home to almost 74 million consumers, uh, which is about a quarter of the nation's population. And then, um, you know, our consumers are far removed from agriculture in general. Uh, The Northeast is home to four of the top 10 metro cities. So we have New York City, Boston, Philadelphia, and Washington, D.C., So you guys cover a lot of area. Can you tell me how large your team is that covers this space? Yes, so our team is uh, humble but mighty. So we um, are a team of three, but we really pride ourselves on um, doing a lot of boots on the ground um, type of work, really grassroots and getting out in front of three core audiences. So our primary uh, target folks that we're reaching are those in retail and food service, um, you know, whether they're selling beef through the meat case or, or on the menu, um, they play a key role, as well as just targeting general consumers. And then uh, we also place a lot of focus on health professionals, so whether it's medical doctors, uh, registered dietitian, uh, those folks really also have a lot of influence on their patients Um, and have the ability to really share out um, Beef's message with those folks. Wow. You guys definitely are doing a lot. Yes, no (laughs) doubt. Can you tell me why uh, you guys are so important to the ag industry here in the Northeast? Yeah, that's a great question, Taylor. So um, I think it really goes back to, again, the Northeast just being so uh, consumer-heavy. Um, Another statistic that we like to share is in the Northeast, people outnumber cattle 15 to one. So there's just a huge disconnect. If you compare that to um, more of a Western cattle heavy state, South Dakota, for example, it's, it's a completely different landscape. So in South Dakota, there's four head of cattle for every consumer. So we know by default that Consumers in the Northeast are just far removed from uh, where their food comes from. We also invest in some consumer insight research, and most recently that was conducted um, in August of 2021. And we know that 
the Northeast is consuming uh, less beef on a weekly basis compared to the total U.S. And we know that um, perceptions of beef in general are less positive, and this really is driven by some of those disconnect factors. So really, um, it's important for our program to kind of step in and fill that void and make sure um, beef is resonating positively with those in the region. That's great. That, that definitely has to make a big difference, like you said, with the amount of people out here and um, and using South Dakota as an example. I think that really puts it into perspective of um, the challenge you guys have, too. Yes, definitely. Um, and kind of um, piggybacking off of the South Dakota fact, um, another thing or way that um, kind of our program is enhanced is majority of our funding is received um through the National Beef Checkoff, through the authorization request um, process, but we also do have state beef councils that see the value in investing within the Northeast region. They see that consumer base and the disconnect. Um, so South Dakota, for example, is one of the state beef councils that sends additional funding our way to really amplify and further um, extend programming that we're able to do uh, within the region. Wow, so you're saying that uh, other beef councils, you know, from maybe the Midwest, like South Dakota, are sending funding to you guys in order to share the beef message? Yes, that is correct. So um, our fiscal year runs October through September, so we're in the process right now of securing um, and writing funding requests for the upcoming year. Um, and this past year, we have uh, six funding partners. So we get funding from folks like the Iowa Beef Industry Council, uh, the Kentucky Beef Council, Montana, uh, Virginia, South Dakota. Um, we also help our neighbors in Delaware. Um, so there's, there's a lot of support and momentum um, behind our program. Wow, that's really cool. It's really cool to know that we have so many partners who are supporting the same mission here um, where where we have so many consumers and just sharing that message and know the importance of it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So you, you've kind of already touched on some of the interesting facts that you guys uh, are promoting and some of the challenges. Is there any specific challenge that you found in this job that um just kind of never gets old um so I, I would say you know it's kind of a, a challenge but i look at it more as an opportunity of you know the way um consumers are receiving and kind of getting their information is constantly changing um so that's that's a challenge but also an opportunity to kind of constantly be evaluating our programming and and how we're going about reaching different audiences. So, for example, um, the research that I mentioned earlier on, um, through that we found, you know, we kind of, I think, all know the pandemic kind of shifted folks' um, buying habits. And yep. uh, we know that um, half of Northeast consumers are purchasing groceries online at least once a month. So that that's an example of kind of a program shift we shifted from um some traditional retail outreach to some e-commerce type opportunities with 
Um, a prime example would be Fresh Direct, which is a, a online retailer that services from New York City down to Washington, D.C. Um, so earlier this spring, to kind of kick off summer grilling, uh, we did a partnership with them and really highlighted um, summer recipes. So it was two different taco recipes that uh, focused on driving a specific cut that they were looking to focus on during the time frame. And, you know, just really focusing on how people were putting beef in their cart through that online route. Um, and we've seen success doing that. So a challenge, but also an opportunity to kind of constantly involve, evolve and make sure uh, that we're reaching people where they're at. That's really interesting. Uh, I know for me personally, I have not gone, I really enjoy grocery shopping, so I haven't done the online grocery shopping yet, but I know a ton of people who, like you said, have stuck with it after COVID and really mm -hmm. enjoy it. And I guess I, I wouldn't have thought about how you would have to um, adjust your, your mission and how you're reaching those people and uh, promoting what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and kind of the same goes for all the audiences when, you know, the pandemic first hit and in-person events weren't weren't happening. We kind of really had to dig deep and, and reconsider how we were going about certain things and really hone in on some of these new, um, or not necessarily even new, but digital uh, technologies that kind of, I guess, really took off and, and people really leaned into um, during the pandemic and like you said some of this isn't changing it's kind of where where we're at and where things are moving forward so you know to stay relevant that's where we have to be involved right right so where where can our audience find you guys and do you have any events that you have going on or um, things that you guys are really proud of yeah, so you can learn more about our program as well as just general beef resources at our website, which is northeastbeef.org. Uh, we're also on Facebook and Instagram um, at the handle at Northeast Beef. So feel free to follow us there. You'll find a variety of uh, beef recipes as well as different event highlights. So uh, that's a great segue into things that we have coming up here as we round out our current fiscal year and kind of prepare for the next one. Um, but we're really excited for uh, later this summer in August, we'll be heading um, up to Cape Cod to Falmouth, Massachusetts for the 50th running of the Falmouth Road Race. Um, so this race um, attracts folks from across the region as well as across the country and even internationally. So it's a field of about 13,000 runners. Um, and this will be, last year was the first year it was back in person um, post pandemic, um, but it was a reduced field last year. So this year they're gearing up uh, for the 50th anniversary. It'll be back to a full field of runners and beef will be present both leading up to the race and then at the race, we will be at the Health and Fitness Expo, just sharing the nutritional benefits of beef. We'll have an interactive uh, beef jerky trail mix bar so that folks can sample and try beef. 
as well as we're working with a registered dietitian who calls Falmouth home, um, and she's going to share some recipe inspiration as well as incorporate that nutrition message throughout uh, through some blog posts and social media as well as being on site with us. Wow, that's very cool. You guys are definitely heading heading up to that New England area, and um, it's it's cool to see you working um, in so many different places. Yes, it's, it's definitely exciting, um, and we're glad to be um, heading back out and, and getting back uh, face-to-face with people. It's kind of been a, a slow go getting back to some of those larger consumer events, but we're definitely looking forward to the opportunity that this is happening um, and is shaping up to be uh, like our previous um, times up there in New England. So how how did you find a job uh, here as as um, somebody young in agriculture and an ag professional? Uh, Have you always been in agriculture? Um, Do you have a passion for beef? How did you get in this position? Yeah, that's a great question, Taylor. So um, my background in ag started kind of humble with um, just showing um, animals through 4-H. And then um, my passion really evolved through my collegiate career um, and really getting in and meeting other people. And really through internships, I found, you know, hey, my passion lies in kind of communicating uh, the ag story, specifically beef. Um, and I, while in college, um, did some programming and different outreach um, opportunities that the Pennsylvania Beef Council had, um, which is how I kind of first got my foot in the door uh, with beef. And they, at the time, had a uh, millennial to millennial advocate program where we kind of were armed with information on how to share beef's message with consumers and then assisted at some of these larger consumer events. Um, Through college, I also worked um, with the PA Beef Council through some of their producer communications um, and beef quality assurance programs. And then um, once I graduated, I uh, had a position with Certified Angus Beef for about a year. Um, And then at that time is when this opportunity with the Northeast program opened up and kind of since I already had um, involvement and engagement with the the Beef Council they kind of reached out and said hey we have this opportunity would you be interested in learning more um, and the rest is kind of history uh, this past April I celebrated my six-year anniversary uh, working for the Northeast program so you know sounds cliche but time definitely flies when you um, enjoy what you're doing. Wow so that's really cool and what I really got from that is get involved because the more you're involved uh, the more opportunities can arise for you definitely. Yes it really does come back to uh, relationships and just your network so I would definitely encourage those listening you know get involved and um, you know in reality the internships that I had in college the first couple of years were things that, you know, I was like, man, I don't really think this is where I see myself. Like, this is uh, disappointing, but at the same time, learning what what I didn't want to do was just as important as learning, you know, where my passion lied. So I would say 
you know, just put yourself out there, try different things, and the best way to kind of know if you like it or not is to just get involved and give it a try, and it'll kind of, you know, the road will pave itself in some way. Definitely. Uh, And you mentioned, you know, showing cattle and starting out humble. Uh, Does that mean you have cattle now? Yes. So my husband and I, uh, we live in South Central Pennsylvania, um, and we have a herd of registered Angus cows that um, we're proud of, and we also direct market beef to consumers through our brand, um, Creekside Beef. So we really uh, live live in in the industry, and then our jobs are both uh, directly tied um, to beef as well. So we we really live what we do and really enjoy it. That's really cool. So, like you said, you live what you do. Now, that's interesting because here you are promoting the beef message and all this, but look, if you step aside into your producer shoes, what what does this program mean for you as a producer? I, I know that you talk about the mission every day. That's your job. But if you're looking at it from a producer side, what does it mean to you? Yeah, I would say really... Um as a producer, seeing the, the Northeast program and really having a voice with those consumers is so important. I mean, we take for granted that we we know, we live it, um, but there's a lot of people, even, you know, in our direct communities, I think we could all say that, you know, don't have that connection. So I think having this program in place and having the momentum behind it is really important because it gets beef into those areas that would really be hard for uh, a producer to do on their own. Um, getting into some of those more metro areas, it, it's just a challenge. So having this program in place and and it opening the doors to reach some of those metropolitan consumers that are, are far removed, I think is, is a huge value. Right, right. That's It's so cool to see somebody in your position who is promoting the message and understanding what our producers are going through, but also, like you said, living, living your mission. That's very cool. Uh, Caitlin, I really appreciate you taking the time here. Is there anything you want our listeners to know about the Northeast Beef Promotion Initiative? No, I think, um, I think we covered a lot, and, and I guess just in closing, um, we're always open to producer feedback of, you know, we, we kind of get some of that on a national level, but we're always open to hearing, um, you know, thoughts and concerns or even opportunities from those within the region. So I'd say if, to the producers who are listening to this, you know, feel free to reach out. You can find our contact information on our website, but we're always open to um, new opportunities or new ideas. Um, so I think any any feedback, we're definitely always open to that and just really appreciate the opportunity to kind of showcase uh, the program and the different opportunities uh, out there within the region. Uh, so just really appreciate the opportunity, Taylor. Yeah, thank you, Caitlin. I appreciate it. I'm sure our listeners are, uh, I hope they learned something new today because I know I did. Great. Thank you. Yep. If you enjoyed this episode of Farm Focus, please subscribe. 
more episodes are on the way. And all of our past episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on Podbean at pfbcast.podbean.com. Thanks for listening.